Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we find some of the coolest university technology, so you don't have to. We want to add to the volume of some of these innovations and hopefully give them the oxygen they need to become actual things that uh, can help actual people. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, Science Wizard. Hey, Charlie. How is it going? It's going okay. <clears throat> Much better than last time. Thank you. Oh, good. Also joined by Joe Rungi, Dr. Lawdog, Entrepreneurial Werewolf. Heart- I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? I know what I'm doing. What are you? What? I know what I'm doing. Don't tell him what to do. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> You're not my supervisor. I am not error prone, all right? I'm killing it. 100% veracity. Everything is totally what I intend. No shortage of truth on your part, right? None. They're all there. It's pure truth. Mm-hmm. I apologize for the truth burns out there, people. Put it on your sunscreen. <laughs> and while you're putting it on, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review it. Please talk to us. Tell us what are the big problems in the world. Do you want to see what universities got? We want to show you what the world has in terms of innovation. Tell us where it hurts. Yes, we have um, – uh, right now we're kind of going over – Shortages, right? Shortages. Uh, but we yeah. do we do want you to help us spread the word about the podcast. The more people that we can spread the word to, the more likely it is we can help some of these technologies uh, get out there and become actual things, which is the whole point. But anyway, back to the shortages. I think we're probably running out of... We're having a shortage shortage. We're, <laughs> we are. I think so, we're... I think it's time we talk about the things that people actually really need. I mean, we can get by without, you know, a variety of technological or, solutions. Or phosphorus. Right. I mean, maybe you only need that sometimes, <laughs> right? What are the things but you I need all the time? We go over water, water. Ooh, yeah, water is a good one. Water's a I good like, one, right? I like yeah. a nice glass of water most days. <clears throat> yeah, right. we need water. <laughs> it's a huge. That's a huge. So I mean, there's. I guess know, that's it. Drinking water. So we've solved that. Okay. So um, we've identified so we've the need. About, we haven't solved anything. So yeah. what is university? I want this to be university to the rescue again. So we, is yeah. there a university rescue on this one? There is no unambiguous yeah. truth up ep- or ambiguous Oregon truth State ep- University. Yeah, nothing about like weird apps that steal your thoughts. No, again, <laughs> while, while also purifying <laughs> water. What's that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is Oregon well, purifying water? While also purifying. This is Oregon State. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. Oh, so thought, first, the I'm Earth is covered in. with 70 percent water, but only about 2.5 percent is actually potable or is fresh water is, is drinkable. Really. Well, only about two point only about two point five is fresh, and then even of the fresh water, you still have you know you have some some security some issues. Stuff yeah, 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 yeah. You can get amoebas and infections <laughs> and, and stuff. No one wants amoebas. I mean, a lot cancer. of it is. There's quite a bit of it that's Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so two point how much percent? Uh, so two percent seventy percent of the world's covered by water. Two point five percent of it's fresh, and then only about one percent of the fresh water is drinkable. Is it, is How it much water is that? What is belly? 1% of the Earth's water, drinkable water? I mean, what is that? How much water are we talking about? Is, mm. I bet that's still a lot of water. I mean, it's a lot of water, yeah. But uh, Is it about location? But no, it, really, the, the shortage is, um, if, if you look at any graph of, of the amount of the population of the planet, mm-hmm. um, the human population of the planet, you'll notice that- Thanks for clarifying that. It basically- <laughs> That that the graph basically. Oh, I thought you meant meerkats. That the, that, that's a different the, graph. The, the graph basically <laughs> broke in the last hundred or so years uh, with just what does that a mean, Sharp bro? uptick. It's oh, hockey stick and bro. A lot of, yeah, a lot so, of breeding going on. Well, that and a few major innovations, you know, like uh, recognizing the, the the germ theory of 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phosphorus. Uh, yeah. Helium. <laughs> <laughs> Earth. Mag- the population Mag- boom goes to Actually, the, the, biggest, the biggest increase, ironically, is due to being able to uh, have potable drinking water. <laughs> so no just, kidding. Just purifying water has led to, yeah, it's the, the, the single greatest innovation that well, saved most lives. how tough is lives. it to purify water? You just, you know, you throw it in a pot, you get it boiling, right? You're good. Yeah, and we can do that. You know, we, we can do a really good job of that. We Spe- attenuated water. Yeah. And, and across most of the the planet, and we're, we're 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 trying to rapidly get up to speed in some some parts of the planet that still don't have the best. Uh, they have fresh water, but they don't have the best way to purify it. We're trying to we're trying to do that, and there's a lot of good university research and a lot of good nonprofits working on that. Okay. Um, the problem is that at some point the human population is is, is getting to the point where there just they're just logistically won't be still enough fresh water. That two point five percent still won't be enough for everybody alive. So, oh so maybe we do need. So then we got to figure out how to. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless I'm I'm one of the fifty percent not blasted out of existence. Honestly, I can yeah, go either way. You know, <laughs> I, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would be merciful. So, so the <clears throat> thinking is, you know, um, that's still there's still sixty seven and a half percent. Uh, uh, that's that has salt in it, right? That's salt water. Yeah. What if we could drink the salt water? What? Yeah. yeah. Mind blown. So there's a technology. There's a lot of people working on this. I mean, I think. Uh, Have they already figured out desalination? I mean, why? Uh, but it's, desalinization requires crazy amounts of power. Yeah. Oh, not not it's efficient. RO, right? I was wondering why they do that. It's reverse osmosis, right? You essentially have to push it backwards through a filter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Um, I think that that is the the, the current. <laughs> yeah, like they will build nuclear it. power plants just to support desalinization plants. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, so there is a technology not out really of, efficient then. Okay. Yeah, out of Oregon State <clears throat> University uh, that proposes um, it's patent pending and it's uh, has a, a new apparatus for 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 removing the salt from salt water. It's a device that utilizes low-grade heat to make the process much more efficient with uh, minimal fouling. Um, so some of the features and benefits of this design, you, I can see kind of a CAD file of the design as well. It looks pretty cool. It's modular, lightweight, portable, and scalable. So it could be it could be scalable to the to the size of your operation from even just even just your individual household wanting if you live off the ocean or something wanting to have your own supply of. Um, non-salty ocean water. For, uh, for those of you who can't see the CAD file, it literally looks like a filter apparatus inside a standard PVC pipe. Yeah, that's a great description. Um, I paint uh, with words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I in, I AutoCAD with words. <laughs> it's AutoCAD with words. Oh, man. I think there's, isn't there a Bob Ross joke here somewhere? <laughs> Anyway, there are no mistakes, <laughs> only happy accidents. But perfect. Um, so the uh, all right. So how does this thing work? You just you just attach it to your faucet then, or your garden hose, and you siphon it in. Yeah, is it like a tankless water heater? You just plug in the ocean, and out comes potable water. You know, not it's not magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my um, gosh, we should do a magic series. It, it really, it really <laughs> this is, is just magic. It, it's it's a unique design that allows for a more energy efficient process. So so it requires low grade heat. Yeah. And then it can sort of take a certain volume of water and gradually filter the salt out of it. Yes. Is there anything that uses cold to uh, get the salt out of the water? Anything that uses cold? Yeah, I think because when you freeze salt water, there's no salt in the frozen. Does salt water separate when you freeze it? 
I thought it was like a lower if you took, a, if you took like an iceberg out, it's it's fresh water. Yeah, I remember at a lower temperature. Oh, is that really? Is that what they're doing in in that Disney movie? I don't know which Disney movie. <laughs> Where they're harvesting blocks of ice at the beginning of the movie. That's right? frozen. Frozen, that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just harvesting ice because people like to keep beverages cold. Because that's what they did back then. <laughs> you did in Norway. You harvested har- ice. You harvest you ice. stowed it in a cave. <laughs> and you waited for the frost princess to come. and Actually, for her sister to come. Perfect. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but no, I didn't know that when that when salt water froze, the salt separated out of it. Per- yeah, because I, I think yeah, I think all those icebergs floating around is just it's fresh water. Interesting. Okay, okay, that's true because the Arctic currents are like hyper salty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Oh my gosh, Charlie for the win, Charlie. You might have. So that's part of the, You need to patent the, that before this episode. Part airs. of the problem with the uh, if the if all that ice if that sea ice melts it desalinates. Or at least it weakens the uh, the flow of that downflow of that heavier water that which changes which will which warm changes the, the warm currents. You're and, not having the cold right. convection. Right. Wow. Now I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought if you know if you could use you know heat to get the you know basically use uh, evaporation essentially to pull the water maybe you could use cold. It's true. It's really it's even more expensive to cool probably, that much water. Probably to create an iceberg in like Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting so to get on it you, Man, you could use helium and Joe whipping out the law school stories yeah. so I was in another weird international <clears throat> law class and we had an entire exam built around what if uh, Saudi Arabia broke the, the Treaty of Antarctica and to solve their potable ro- water problem they went down and lassoed a gigantic iceberg and dragged it back into whatever it is the, the Persian Gulf and then, you know, propped it up and just let it melt into a tank. And just held their open And they just kept doing that, it. you know, to yeah. basically solve their, their potable. So there's your cold yeah. solution. I mean, you got to have a fast boat, right? Otherwise it all melts. But, but yeah, you, I mean, that's something that big, though. I bet it would, it would stay frozen. Long yeah, that'd be the, there'd be a lot of it left. Yeah. Charlie's inventing the it's freeze like ray. To, <laughs> so anyways, to, to we had to, us from, in our test, we had to be water. U.S. diplomats trying to assert our claim to Antarctica and sort of politely tell Saudi Arabia to stop stealing icebergs. How'd it go? Not great. Saudi Arabia. I think I was Japan in that scenario. It was complicated. A lot of people have really odd claims to Antarctica. Man. What portion? Your your bargaining power wasn't as good as some of the other people. So is there anything that like real that we can tell our listeners about uh, potable water? We just told them about the Oregon. Yeah, please look up Oregon State's technology. They have a good description of it online that I'm not doing justice, but... Um, there, there. I mean, there's a number of other technologies that are that are all around the same. They're all some sort of membrane filtration system that uh, that involves increasing the efficiency so that it's it's more uh, so that's, cost that, effective and um, easier to, to actually implement. But that's all for desalination. Yeah, that'd be desalination. Which I mean, if you're trying to solve the world's um, fresh water crisis, you. You pr- probably a good solution is to go toward the the salt water and figure out a way to make oh, it less salty. Well, I mean, if or it's steel so, if it's <laughs> or steel ice, get the tow cables out. <laughs> um, so if that's the the we could harvest comets. We could, yeah, for their ice. That'd be some expensive it's water. Totally doable. You can shoot a robotic arm up. There. Actually, you don't even have to harvest them. You just have to steer them into the earth. There you go. <laughs> Just steer them into the earth. They land themselves. Win-win. You guys have both just proposed like classic evil villain doomsday technologies here to solve 
Oh we, my gosh, uh, we should do that's a whole other series we could do. <laughs> a freeze ray. <laughs> a way to direct comets at okay, our no, enemies. Now no, the sharks <laughs> they have lasers on their heads. <laughs> All right. So what about what about water that's just 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 gross, you know, nasty, dirty, gross water? Is there a way to is there it almost sounds like it'd be easier to clean dirty water than to desalinate salt water. That's a very good point, and I maybe didn't do a good job uh, emphasizing this. We can already do that, um, and we can do it pretty well. And it, that is really just a, a failure in human compassion to get that done at 100% efficiency at the moment. We, we can do that. Score. Um, have you seen those straws? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, those survival straws? Probably. They have water filters in them that filter yeah. out all the bacteria yeah, and yeah. chemicals. There's so many... That's an awesome example. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you just carry them with you when you're camping. You can buy it at Target. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to see. I think I saw yeah, my dicks. These are not. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. They're okay. sort of camping enthusiasts. And then there's uh, the Boy Scout pellets. I can't remember what's in those. They're chlorine pellets, aren't they? They're probably chlorine. not the best thing you for you, but they're water purification pellets. Well, that's just for a too, fairly or? clear stream, I imagine. But, I mean, if you're, we're talking about, like, you know, yeah, but they make heavy-duty ones of those where you they can, do. you know, drink. It was a river that started on fire outside of, was it Pittsburgh, maybe? You don't want to be drinking out of a river that the starts Alle- on fire. Was it the Allegheny that was, like, a burning or the Ohio River? I thought it was Erie, Lake Erie that caught on fire. I think it might have been both or all the above. It was the 1970s that caught on fire. <laughs> it's the 1970s. <laughs> all right. I, I think it's time to come to ground. Yeah, please uh, take a note to not note any technologies that <laughs> I brought forward this day. But Tyler did a great job talking about uh, Oregon State University's awesome new filtration technology. We'll also include some links to Tyler's research related to the global potable water crisis. Probably nothing about stealing icebergs, though. But yeah. check, you never know. <laughs> also uh, want to thank our sponsor. Our sponsors, plural, uh, Unimed, the Technology Transfer Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center and the University of Nebraska at Omaha, also KVNO Studios at UNO. And uh, I want to give a shout-out again to uh, Corbin Hershorn, our awesome producer. Thank you, Corbin. Corbin! And uh, and I think that's it. I might forget. I feel like I'm forgetting something. You have to say, uh, for Joe and Tyler, I'm Charlie. For Joe Runge and Tyler Scher, I'm Joe Runge. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not as easy as Join it Join us again on the Innovation Overground. Just made you look good, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. For Joe Runge and Tyler Scher, I am Sacrificed Joe himself on the altar of helping Charlie. Appreciate it.